Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I am Justine. Gray cannot be here this week. Uh, He had a super fun apartment buying experience, or renting experience, I should say, um, in Portland. Him and his girlfriend found a place, super excited about it, great location. Um, Wasn't until they got in about a week-ish before they were supposed to move in to bring some of their stuff, and they found out that there are just cockroaches everywhere. They previously had only been there during the daytime, so didn't notice any disgusting infestations, and then being there after sunset, they just kept crawling out of everywhere. So they are dealing with that this week. We had hoped we'd be able to record a episode with both of us, but it did not work out. And for the sake of getting you guys an episode on Wednesday, like we always do, I thought I would just record a solo episode. I had done my research for my topic and figured why not. So this feels weird to not have a person across from me, but uh, I'm going to talk to you about a little bit of a main mystery this week. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the Haynesville Woods, or more particularly, really, uh, Route 2A in northern Maine. So this may not sound like much, um, and if you live in Maine, you'll know just how small of an area this this is that we're referring to here, but it's known as the most haunted place in Aroostook County. So kind of a big deal. Um, it's been said that many truckers have lost their lives on Route 2A, which is a, a rural section of road off of US Route 2, which this particular section is located in the town of Haynesville, and it sort of goes through what is known as these Haynesville Woods. Um, it's about a solid 90 miles northeast of Bangor. So if you know Maine, or if you don't, you probably know Portland. Bangor is about two hours north of Portland, so go another 90 miles northeast past that, and you hit Haynesville. Um, Yeah, this section of highway actually had uh, Dick Curlis, who is a former truck driver turned country singer, wrote a song about this stretch of road called A Tombstone Every Mile, with lyrics like, it's a stretch of road up north in Maine that's never, ever, ever seen a smile. So, if that gives you some idea. Um, Super dangerous during the winter months, which, I mean, welcome to Maine, but... The roads apparently are very windy and curvy, and I guess there's one particularly sharp turn that's about 90 degrees. So if you think of it as a lot of truckers and people in very heavy vehicles driving there, it's not the safest place. So yeah, there's been supposedly a large number of sudden and tragic deaths on this road, as is commonplace with things like car accidents. Um, You know, supposedly people crashing their cars or their vehicles and then freezing out in the snow. So it's not really surprising that people have claimed to see all kinds of weird apparitions and unexplained sights on this road. Um, One of the most commonly seen is the spirit of a young lady that either some people have said that she just appears out of nowhere in front of the moving vehicle. All of a sudden she's just there in the middle of the road. Um, Or some people have said that they've seen her kind of walking or more accurately stumbling 
along the side of the road as if she's maybe injured or has been walking for a long time. She seems like she's having some difficulty. Um, she's a pretty classic woman in white and some have even said they've offered her a ride. Um, just seeing somebody on the side of the road, this again seems like it's a very kind of desolate part of Maine, so there's not really anything around. So I think people have been concerned seeing somebody stumbling around. Um, and then others have said that she is desperately screaming for help. So they've stopped to see what's going on and see if they can assist her. Um, so yeah, they pick her up. They hear from her how her and her newlywed husband were in an accident and needed assistance. And many people who have picked her up have supposedly remembered feeling sort of a sensation of coldness or like a chill uh, surrounding her, which if you don't know is pretty common with encounters with spirits and ghosts in general. Um, a lot of people talk about the temperature in the room seeming like it dropped suddenly or getting a chill up their spine all of a sudden. Um, I think that's a pretty commonly known thing where it's sort of, if you feel a chill out of nowhere, then maybe there's a ghost right nearby or whatever. Um, but generally the, the drivers say that when they near the end of the Haynesville woods, part of this road, she just disappears into thin air. Like we're talking people claiming that she's sitting in the back seat um, or even sitting next to them. And suddenly they glance over to talk to her, or to ask her a question, and she's just not there anymore. Um, in some versions, she leaves her coat behind with an address inside, and then when the driver investigates, they find her mother, who then tells the story of her untimely death. Um, so the local legend is that this woman had been traveling with her new husband, and they were on some icy roads. It was slippery, you know, sort of black ice type of situation and lost control, hit a utility pole. Uh, the husband died instantly, but she managed to free herself and tried to crawl to help, but ended up freezing on the side of the road. So pretty classic recipe for kind of a spirit being trapped in this area, um, just constantly searching for help, searching for somebody to take her to safety while still having this kind of aspect of heartbreak um, and immense sadness as she, I don't know specifically how newly married they were, but either way, driving with her husband and then having to see him die on impact must have been really terrible. So that's, that's the most commonly seen spirit on this particular road. Um, others say they've seen um, a younger girl maybe like a 10-year-old girl or so, um, who is supposedly the spirit of a girl who was fatally killed by a tractor-trailer while walking along the road. Which, again, I mean, this is true for many, many small towns. This is not specific to Maine, but typically roads like that don't really have much of a shoulder, if they have really a shoulder at all. Um, so it can be pretty dangerous to walk along those roads in general, especially if there are twists and turns you never know when a car is going to come barreling around the corner. A lot of times people don't really obey the speed limit, so not really surprising, not unbelievable. Um, yeah, this particular story of this girl dying has not been confirmed, but there are records that indicate that two 10-year-old girls died on the same day, August 22nd, 1967, in the town of Haynesville. So they're potentially is some merit to that story. Again, whether people 
have actually seen the ghost of this young girl. I don't know. Um, and the third story, which is actually super creepy, is supposedly there's been sightings of a ghostly bike rider who, despite the fact that you're traveling, it, you know, speeds up to 55 miles per hour, he seems to stay right alongside your car, turning to grin at you before he speeds off ahead and out of sight. Which, I don't know why that's so creepy. And again, not unbelievable that there could be the spirit of a biker if these roads are treacherous and dangerous to be on in general and you're riding along on your bike. There's really no telling how easy it would be to get struck by a car. And especially, again, on a, a very desolate kind of isolated road, it wouldn't be surprising that somebody might have gotten hit and maybe knocked into the woods, um, maybe not found for a while, maybe didn't die right away. So again, you kind of have this element of tragedy, not only just from the death, you know, this unexpected death, but perhaps a decent element of suffering along with it. Um, similar to the, the young bride kind of witnessing her husband's death and then having to die all on her own out in the freezing cold. Um, you get this, I don't know, I think that's part of why spirits and energy get trapped in a place like that, because there's just this immense suffering. I mean, it doesn't seem surprising that it ends up oftentimes being people who were killed very tragically and suddenly, or people who were murdered, you know, kind of killed in this, this aura of like this violence and anger and fear. Um, or places like prisons and um, asylums and things having a lot of spirit activity. It's a place of great suffering, um, great confusion, great, I don't know, kind of maybe there's a little bit more of like facing your own mortality before you actually die or just being mistreated in general. Um, so it doesn't seem surprising that there could be a road that would have a high number of deaths that would have these spirits kind of attached to it, kind of roaming around. Um, if you've been in Maine and you've been in the woods or near some of the woods in Maine, I mean, particularly in towns like that, there is something, I mean, Maine is gorgeous and the woods are gorgeous, but there are some places where the woods just have a feeling to them. Um, if you've ever seen the movie The Witch, which came out just a few years ago, and it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you really should. But um, it was not filmed in Maine, but when I was watching it, like, I would have sworn that it was because just, I don't know, there's something about, I've been to some woods in Maine that had the same kind of feeling that the woods in that movie did. Just this weird darkness to them, this weird, I don't even know, just kind of, to me, there's always a feeling of something lurking in the woods, and I'm sure a big part of that is watching horror movies all the time, and there's often that sense of Really, it's just the isolation. It's the being out in the middle of nowhere. It's the vastness of the woods. It's how easy it is to get lost. Um, and of course you have all these stories about cryptids in the woods or murderers lurking in the woods, um, you know, all kinds of stories like that. So the woods kind of have their own creepy connotation, I think, on their own. So when you pair these kind of deep thick main woods with this treacherous road winding kind of along, you know, within these woods, I think you kind of do have a recipe for, at the very least, some scary local legends. 
Um, but Gray and I would love at some point to end up making a trip up to Arista County, maybe do a little drive along these this road in particular. I'd be a little worried, but as far as I know, there's no stories of anybody being harmed by these spirits, just encountering them. So I'd be curious to go and just see if we see anything. Though I think that would probably require us being there at night for the most likelihood of spotting a spirit. And Gray and I have had some disturbing drives on uh, very heavily wooded roads at night. So in particular, we had a a night years ago uh, when I first started photographing weddings, which if you don't know is my full-time job. Um, Gray came with me as an assistant to a wedding and I don't remember where it was specifically, but it was somewhere in New Hampshire. Um, and kind of one of those places where you don't get there on the main highway. You're not taking 95 or 295 if you're familiar with the area. Um, you're sort of on back roads the whole time which classic Maine, New Hampshire, New England, really, um, you kind of, it takes a while to get there because you're just on these roads going 50 miles an hour through some small towns. And we were coming home at night. It was classic pitch black, raining, foggy. Um, and naturally we spent the whole drive talking about various ghost stories and talking about scary experiences we had from our childhood. Um, vacationing at our grandparents' house in Vermont, and they lived right across the lake from this big mountain. We used to be scared that some kind of Bigfoot-type creature was going to come down the mountain and come across the lake and find us. Um, you know, we talked about ghosts. Every time we passed through fog, we told each other that we were driving through ghosts. Um, and then basically got ourselves freaked out thinking that somebody was following us on the road because, you know, driving through New Hampshire and a totally isolated road with nothing around and no lights on and nobody seems to live there. Um, you have a car behind you for a good 10 miles, you become convinced that it's somebody stalking and planning to kill you. Of course, of course, that's where everybody's rational mind goes. Um, and then we convinced ourselves that it looked kind of like a police car, which should have been comforting. And it was for a moment until I think Gray came up with the thought of yeah, but what if the killer already got to that policeman and stole his uniform in his car and now he's, you know, using that to be able to pull people over? So we started to debate what we would do if the siren came on in this police car. Like, do we pull over and risk that it's some killer in some dead policeman's uniform or do we just make a run for it? So luckily that didn't happen because it wasn't a killer. Or if it was, they weren't interested in us. And we pulled into the parking lot of a motel and they went right by us because they were probably wondering what the hell we were doing anyways. So we didn't die. But anyways, I have a feeling that this drive up to Aroostook County would probably be very similar. So, but when we go, don't worry, we will record it. It'll be an episode. We'll take pictures and videos. It'll be probably hilarious. So anyways, that's my solo episode. Haynesville Woods, Route 2A, look up the Dick Curla song, um, or I will put it in our notes, which I have yet to actually start, but I'm going to do it. So that's it. Solo episode. Gray will be back next week. We'll be back to normal. Um, so stay tuned for that. But um, yeah, so you should definitely check us out on Facebook, Unknowable Podcast. We're on Instagram, Unknowable Podcast. 
We are available to listen and download on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on CastBox, we're on TuneIn, and you can also just visit our website, unknowablepodcast.com, and you can listen right on there to all of our episodes. You can also read a little bit about us. You can send us an email, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, or if you have any questions, um, if you want to be on the show, if you have a scary story that you experienced, um, any kind of weird encounter you've had that can't be explained, let us know. We want to hear from you. So that's it. Thanks for listening. This is Unknowable. <laughs>